Welcome to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast. I'm Mike Pilak. I'm a screenwriter and filmmaker who's always looking to maximize my time and potential as I work to break in. In this podcast, I talk to artists of all kinds who have seen success in their fields about their process, habits, and work ethic. Today on the show is Anna Mastro. Anna's an award-winning director who started in commercials and music videos, but now works primarily in film and TV. She directed Disney's Secret Society of Second Born Royals, which is streaming on Disney+, and the film Walter, which features Andrew J. West, William H. Macy, Virginia Madsen, Jim Gaffigan, and Nev Campbell. Anna has directed episodes of a number of TV shows, including Shameless, The Rookie, Marvel's Runaways, Gossip Girl, Jane the Virgin, and more. A couple quick things before we jump into the episode. I've talked in the past about myself working on breaking into screenwriting. Please check out blackoilfilms.com screenwriting. There you can check out some of the screenplays I've written. I have the first 10 pages of each one uploaded, but feel free to email me at theartistsworkethicpodcast at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to send you a full script if you're interested in reading. The script I want to highlight today is a feature drama called Stay What You Are. Stay What You Are is about a workaholic, former punk rocker who desperately attempts to relive his rock and roll glory days through his daughter's 10th birthday party, while his marriage and career hang in the balance. Last thing before we get into the episode, I would love anyone listening to subscribe, rate, and review the Artist's Work Ethic podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us put the show out there. All right, Anna, thank you so much for coming on with me today. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. So you started out in commercials and music videos and have been directing quite a bit of TV for the last 10 or so years with a few features sprinkled in along the way. When you were first beginning to work on a professional level, what was the moment that you realized it's all kind of coming together and happening? Um, I think I'm still waiting for that moment. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm really, I'm really fortunate. But basically, when I moved to L.A., I would graduated college and I had worked for two producers. And then I met a director and I really I really wanted to be a director. And at the time, there were like no female directors that, you know, were aspirational kind of in that way. They were making big movies. They were making tiny movies and they were really cool and artistic. But the big movies were like Michael Bay and, you know, Ridley Scott and all these guys. So. I took a job and and I guess I guess it was kind of like I, my confidence like needed incubation time. So I took this job working for a director um and he was making these kind of big movies and he really like was such a good salesman like he could get everyone on board with this vision and he was so inspiring but like his sort of work ethic like, or his sort of follow through on certain things was a little bit needed, needed help. So that's where I was like, I can be indispensable here. And so I worked for him for maybe three and a half years. And in that time, we shot Charlie's Angels 2. We prepped Superman for an entire year. We did a couple of pilots, including Fastlane and the OC, and they were really good experiences. 
And then I, I sort of started producing there things he wasn't directing for another five or so years, just out of fear to like make the jump. But in that time, it was like, people talk about sort of being a writer and then having a day job. It's like, I was shooting music videos on the weekends. I was trying to build a reel. I was trying to pull in resources and sort of use the people that I was meeting, you know, and sort of get them on my team and, you know, try to try to sort of put something together. And I think that that was like kind of the invaluable time. And then I think I like left that job and it was maybe five or six years later or even seven when it was like, okay, I've, I've got a movie that came out and I've got like, I'm going to do nine shows this year. Like for me, nine or 10 shows, if you're doing our shows is like, that's a year. And it was a full year. And I, I don't think I've ever experienced that again. It was like, I hit that one year and then I was like, okay, now I need to make another movie. <laughs> so I'm not sure you ever get to that thing where you're like, it is working, but I think your problems change, right? You're not like struggling to buy top ramen, but like, you're still like sort of trying to figure it all out or figure out like the next kind of path, because there is no like complacency in the business. You don't just make one thing over and over again, unless, you know, you're a very well-known director just for that. So do you think that hustle and that work ethic comes from, you know, somewhere that something in how you were raised or something else in your life that, that instilled that into you? Um, so it's a combo, right? My parents were hippies. They met at like a meditation TM camp in, in the seventies. And I, we had a level of people around all the time that was kind of like this organized chaos, which is very much like set, which I loved, but I also grew up doing ballet and, you know, working construction. <laughs> I had all these like kind of weird jobs and it was because, like they all sort of lend to this directing career, right? Like having meditation people and me in kind of camps all around was like, okay, I understand the set. I love having a hundred people around all the time. Uh, ballet was very detail oriented. So I think that discipline really like, you know, helped me just like every night when I get home from set, I organize the next day. I don't do it the next day. There, there is that kind of discipline and grain. And because I was working construction, I could draw blueprints. So when I didn't have enough money for production design or whatever, I would draw it myself. I think the combo of those three things were like the, and, and I just loved watching movies. I loved watching foreign films uh, and musicals most mostly, but like, I think, I think that then lended itself to like whatever my career was going to become. So like a recurring theme, which again, you've kind of already touched on this, but a recurring theme in the podcast has been that people who have ended up with some level of success have done things to set themselves apart from their peers, um, you know, kind of adding value. I talked to one Ryan Phillips from the band Story of the Year, and he was saying that before they broke through, they were going to Warp Tour with a stack of CDs and just putting them on other bands' tour buses. You know, what 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 sort of thing would you say that you've done throughout the years that? you know, has, has separated you from, from your peers to take that next step? I mean, I think every time I get stuck, I just take out a camera and shoot, which is not the, like, I, I do feel like there's a, you know, there was a trend in our business for so long where people were kind of hired on potential 
And I think when I started wanting to break through, you had to show the proof, you know, you had to show that you could do it. And so every time I kind of got stuck in this box and funny enough about work tour, like I would go to work tour and shoot a bunch of footage of my friend's bands and then try to cut it and sell it back to like MasterCard as like an an ad because I wanted to work in commercials. And so like, I, I would get stuck. Like I remember sitting in a meeting once for one of these action shows and they were like, but you don't have any action on your reel. You don't do any action. And I was like, cool. So I went and met, you know, an action writer and I shot an action short and ended up working on Marvel Runaways. You know, like I kept trying to figure out how to dig myself out of a box every time by just shooting something or trying something new because I I had I had the capability to like figure out how to do that. And it, and it was pretty painful. I think like three or four shorts in, you're kind of like, okay, no more shorts. Like I just can't do it. But, um, you know, it, re- it really did help me kind of break out of the box of things. It sounds like it's like exhausting all avenues in a way. Yeah. I mean, like the first TV show I did was Gossip Girl. And then people were like, okay, you do teen TV. But it was over. The show had ended. And then, you know, I... I applied to sort of a bunch of programs and started shadowing on new shows. And I did um, Jane the Virgin and I did a lot of Jane the Virgin. People were like, but you do comedy now. And you're like, well, Jane the Virgin's an hour. So I do hour and hours drama. You know, there are these sort of boxes that everyone wants to put you in as you kind of like try to advance your career and also expand yourself as an artist. Like you don't really want to do the same thing over and over again. Um, so, so it has been this fluid process of trying to, you don't ever really get to where you want to be, but you like keep trying new things. And I think that is a really exciting part of the business. And I try to do that in features as well. Like my first feature was really small. It was made for $700,000. When we started shooting, we didn't even have all the money and the shoot was only 21 days. So like I shot five or six days, I showed it to another financier. I tried to get all the money to finish it. And you know, it was kind of a big borrow steel type process all the way to the end. And then I kind of got into another TV sort of project right after that. And then I didn't really make another feature until, you know, much, much later with this first movie, like one of the first movies for Disney plus, which is the secret society of second born Royals, which was so cool to me. Cause I went in and I said, I don't know how to make a kid's movie, but I know how to make an action movie. And I showed them like clips of gladiator and snatch. And they were like, okay, go do it. <laughs> go do it. And I was like, really? And they were like, yep, go do it. And so I think just, and, and it's funny, like all the movies that I've made or all the shows that I've pitched from scratch they look so much like the materials that I present in the very beginning. Like it, it was really weird because I spend so much time in the beginning sort of cooking up what they're going to look and feel like. And then in the execution, it's, it's, it's pretty insane. Oh, it's great that you've been able to stick to your vision along the way. I think something just bakes in and it bakes in across all the departments. And then you just start like making it better and cooler and it sort of evolves from there. Um, how important would you say that persistence and perseverance are to, you know, breaking through in film or writing or directing or TV or any of those mediums? Um, I think it's like 70% and then 30% talent. (laughs) 
Because I'm, I'm grouping this persistence with work ethic, right? Because like every day when you sit down and you're like, I got to write these 10 emails because these 10 meetings are going to lead to three projects or two projects, but it's so painful to do that. And that is like the persistence kind of work ethic part. Whereas if you never did that, they never would have happened. You can be a hundred percent talented and no one could ever know about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of one of the, you know, it's a cliche saying or whatever phrase, but it's, it's just, you're talking about basically creating your own luck in that working through to have those 10 emails even coming to you and then continuing to push through those into whatever that one or two or three projects that develop out of them. I think that's just, you know, it's, it's super important for people to realize that no, I mean, no one who I've talked to through, I don't know, almost 40 episodes now has like fallen into anything, you know, it's all been very, I mean, I'm waiting for it. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Same. I wish. I wish, you know, someone would go, hey, all right, you know, we loved your pilot and, uh, you know, here's a million dollars and you can run the room too. But, you know, that's, it's not going to happen. Maybe it'll happen in 10 years. But the, the fundamental is putting yourself out there, creating those opportunities, creating the luck and being able to capitalize when it does show up. I'm a huge believer in that. I mean, I think, you know, the one great thing I really learned from this director that I worked for for a very long time was like, we were sitting around brainstorming and trying to create our own luck and our own slate and our own ideas. Like we were not waiting for an agent or someone to sort of send something and something to fall upon us. It was like, we were out there actively trying to like think of stuff and put it together. And I think I took that into my own career and life of just okay, here's these ideas that I just can't get out of my head. Like, how am I going to put them together? And there are some of them that I've carried around for a decade before I've set them up or sold them. Or I had a TV show that I like a book series that I was carrying around forever that I just loved. And I had, you know, lost it to stars at one point who did nothing with it. And then I lost it to another company at one point. And then we finally just set it up with Bell Media in Canada. Like it was such an obscure path to what this show could be. And and I have like a handful of those things, just like books I loved or things that I just can't part with that I'm just like, I'm going to sell these or I'm going to make these, I guess is a better version of that. I have a musical that's a stage musical that I optioned that I've been writing the script for forever and, um, you know, still working with the theater team that had put on the musical. And I think, I think we're like seven years into it. It's like, but to me, it's like, it's like this tiny little movie that could like someday it will be like this, you know, thing that gets made and is wonderful. So how, how would you say these days you're structuring your day, uh, to be as productive as possible in both your craft and the business side of things. So that part's really hard. Like I wish I had a partner or somebody else to do the business stuff and I could just focus on being creative because what tends to happen is that I'll get a number of phone calls or have a number of Zoom meetings and then I can't write or I can't work on a pitch or I can't, you know, transition so easy. But ideally, I kind of work up. I try to do something physical to just get out of my head, you know, because sitting all day is like not my, and this is if I'm not on set. So if I'm not on set, 
I'll, I'll do this. I will like go for a walk or go for a run or go for a hike, come back, see if there's anything urgent, try to put it to the side and try to either write or work on whatever pitch I need to work on until like lunch. And then I sort of do all the stuff that doesn't require any brain work, like emails and phone calls and pulling images or conference calls in the afternoon. And then I try to do like nothing at night. Like I try to watch something or, you know, do some research or do something social at night to just get it all out of my head. Um, but more often than not, I just end up reading and, you know, going through things that need notes and things. Awesome. Anything that you want to plug before we go? Hopefully by mid-June, um, I will get an announced and I will be starting prep on a Netflix movie. So we're just, we're just trying to trying to get that off the ground and going. And it was something that I had to pitch on and, you know, a project there. So I'm very excited about it. Awesome. Well, Anna, thank you so much for coming on with me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and please rate and review the show. Follow us on Instagram at The Artist's Work Ethic and check out theartistsworkethic.com.